0: Hey everyone, today's After Nine episode is brought to you by the NOW Conference. Our good friend Jeremy has an amazing middle school only ministry conference in Oklahoma City this September, and we wanted you to hear about it from him.
1: The NOW Conference is a conference specifically designed for middle school students. Uh, That can be in your ministry from sixth grade to ninth grade, or fifth grade to eighth grade. However, that looks, we've designed this conference specifically for your middle school students. If you're thinking about right now, like, why in the world would I would I bring my students to this conference? If you're struggling in your middle school ministry, if you're if you're struggling relating to those kids, um, man, this is a great weekend just to bring your students to. It'll be a huge win for you. You're going to have an opportunity for those middle school students not to be just around high school students, and you'll actually kind of get to see um, how your students. Uh, can
0: grow, and become leaders in your student ministry. That's the NOW Conference, N-O-W. Check it out if you're in the Oklahoma region, coming to you September 2017. It's time for Honest Reflection in Youth Ministry. Whether you are 19 and are just getting started, or have been serving in ministry for 19 years. We hope this weekly dose of honesty and humor helps. Welcome to After Nine, the most honest conversation in youth ministry.
2: Hello, and welcome to After Nine. My name is Chad Higgins,
0: and I'm Zach Working. Zach, how in the world are you, buddy? Man. I- Feeling really, really good, I'm feeling really, really
2: good, Chad. Uh, I'm feeling really, really
0: good. Strong. Feeling strong. You know, I'm back on that <laughs> I'm on that pre-summer diet where everything is liquid and uh, the sleep is less, but the exercise is more. It's that whole uh, philosophy that if you sleep a little less and work out a little harder, is it the same thing as sleeping a little more? probably not but either way we're eating good we're eating clean feeling great because summer's coming chad and i'm ready i'm feeling i'm yeah. feeling i'm feeling worked up and ready uh, i got back-to-back camps and a baby on the way so let's yeah. do this june no, 2017 good. bring it on no, we're,
2: we're, <laughs> we're getting ready for summer man i know i'm i'm almost to
0: my bikini body That'd oh true. <laughs> uh, are you starting at the top or the bottom okay no that's it <laughs> Uh, Chad Higgins, that's good to know. Well, you know, I mean, I want you to look good this summer, right? I mean, you're going to be out there and getting tan, doing the summer camp circuit. Good times, good times. Uh, Chad Higgins, I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. But maybe for our folks at home, if they aren't doing good or feeling good, Chad, you got a what's good for us on on, uh, after nine today? Chad Higgins, what in the world is good?
2: Yeah, dude, what is good? Here is what's good, and this ties into um, our show today. So I wanted to share it um, at. As many of you know, I am an avid podcast listener uh, I absolutely love podcasts so so much um, and so I will uh tell you what's good one of the podcasts that I'm listening to maybe some of you listen to it maybe some of you don't uh it's a little bit outside of of ministry world and and I will be honest with you there is there is some language and some themes that um um, are definitely questionable in, in some of this episode. And so please know that going into it. Um, but the reason that that I give it to you is because I think it's a good reminder um, and and resource to remind us as ministers, um, again, what it was like to be uh, a preteen or a teen. And so the podcast is called Grown Ups Read Things That They Wrote As Kids.
0: Okay, okay.
2: And so basically the concept of – uh, this podcast is um it's all on stage stuff um that adults r- basically read like old letters, journal entries, um things that they wrote in class okay um on stage in front of an audience
0: so these are like theatrical re- these aren't just like, oh, look what I wrote when I'm younger, but these are like performed pieces of like second grade diary journal stuff, yeah,
2: somewhat awesome. right like awesome. I mean yeah, they're yeah. definitely like. You know, uh, tongue in cheek, kind of like, oh, my goodness, like, can this you is believe that I wrote this? Yeah, and yeah. some of them, are, you know, especially some of the like younger stuff. Right. When when you're talking like third, fourth grade are absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Um, but but the thing that I think could be beneficial to some of our audience is is man some of the like poetry and letters that these kids are writing when they're like middle school, high school, mm. um, some of them are very raw and real. Um okay. and, and so not everything on the show is like funny. Some of it is like, oh, like rips your heart out kind of thing. Mm. And and I think that for youth ministers, it, it's really easy that as we get older, um we start looking at community and Um, things that we enjoy. And we assume, I think wrongly so that, that our seventh graders will enjoy those same things if we're not careful. Right. And and so this is just a great way of, of truly getting back into the mind of what it's like to be an adolescent and all those kind of things. Uh, but, but remember, I I do want to be cautionary because I don't want you to get on and, you know, turn it up in your car with your kids in the, in the, (laughs) the, uh, the backseat because there is some language uh, because, I mean, these are real letters. These are, are real things that many of these people wrote that um, they thought would just be journal entries all their life, right? It. Um, yeah, yeah. And so um,
0: it, it is very real and raw in some of those kind of ways. So maybe this is the show to listen to about kids but not with your kids. So. Thanks, Chad Higgins. That's been this week's What's Good? (laughs) Which brings us to our After 9 question. Hey, everybody, welcome to After 9 episode 80. Uh, Our question today is, what do middle school ministry kids... Need. I think this is a fundamental question of youth ministry, Chad. That's probably often overlooked. And so, whether you are uh, doing youth ministry, sixth to 12th grade, seventh to 12th grade, maybe you were split high school, middle school, maybe your middle school is six to eight or five through eight, whatever it is, you've got students in your ministry that are roughly uh, 11, 12 to 14. So they're kind of on that early teen, preteen to early teen side of life. And I think, Chad Higgins, going into the summertime, We've got more time to serve, more time for connection, relationships, hangouts. This is the group of people we are either more excited to hang out with or we are – if we're being honest, scared to hang out with because middle school students can be a little weird, a little different, a <laughs> little. I mean, listen, none of us are our best self when we were twelve or thirteen, uh, and we know that about our young Speak kids. For yourself, like,
2: I, oh, peaked I peaked at thirteen. You
0: peaked at thirteen. <laughs> Chad was as good as he was ever going to look, and as cool as he was ever going to be at one three. Uh, and no, and I think for a lot of us as youth minister folks, um, this this is the age group that either like we love them because they're so awkward and like developmental and hormonal and whatever, or this is like the age of like, okay, does anybody else want to lead the middle school ministry? Does, does any, anybody? Anybody? Please. Anybody lead? And so I think today's episode, Chad, uh, we're going to hear from some of our middle school friends that we got to hang out with at a conference a few months ago. And then we're also going to address these two key questions. What do middle school students want? And what do middle school students need? So Chad Higgins, set us up a little bit for middle school students, um, define the species <laughs> and give us a little bit of insight to maybe what they want
2: define the species i feel like i'm in science class you know when, when you're having to like identify a species right yeah yeah um you know i i think that these are important uh questions to ask zach and i, I love the the this episode we're trying to tackle what they want and what they need uh, because i think it One of the biggest mistakes that, man, I know that I made far too often in ministry um, was I immediately just went to what do they need, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, And and I think that it's important for us as ministers, like, we have to address that. We have to understand what they need. Um, But there's also that want for middle school students, right? And and if we're just blind to that, then we can create something that would be a great discipleship tool. But if there's no students in the (laughs) room— To walk through that discipleship yeah. tool, like how effective is it, right? And, and so I think as we as we talk through what what they want um, and what they need, um, I'll first go on record and say this: that every group is different, okay. and and so for us to just say, man, this is what middle school students are like, especially across the country or even the world a little bit. Sure, um, sure. Then we're we're missing it a little bit, and I think it's important um, that we're constantly talking to our students, learning who our students are and um, what they enjoy. Because if your middle school students are a lot of like man introverted, you know, like academic types, what they're wanting is probably a little bit different than if your um, student ministry is uh, middle school students that are highly, you know competitive athletic all of those kind of things and so it's important to know your culture of your students yeah um and, and so not not every middle school student fits in the same little bubble and, and so i you know I love that these inter- interviews that we did um with these students one of the questions that we asked was what do what do you want your youth minister to know right mm-hmm. yeah and and I think that um I think that's a great question for us to be asking our middle school students. Hey, what do you want me to know? Like, what what's really going on um, in, in your world? Um, you know, one of the things that I think that they need and one of the things that we've talked about before on the show is fun, right? Like, yeah. uh, or, or, I mean, they want fun, right? And I think that they need it, too, in some ways. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. But, um, man, I I think that they want to have a good time, right? So Zach, tell me, what are some of the ways that you have um, really tried to engage middle school students specifically in fun and what does that look like for you?
0: Yeah, so I I think one of the things they they do want fun, and I think this is the the thing that starts by having some dedicated middle school fun time, and so, uh, and we'll talk more um, on the second half about the needs for things when it comes to like developmental stuff for middle schoolers, but they want to have fun, and I feel like if you don't have a separate or dedicated time for middle school students to just hang out with each other, so there's less peer pressure of having older kids that are maybe like too cool for them hanging around, uh, they may not have as much fun as they want to have. Now, this this can be a great opportunity for some of those dedicated, honest, fun-loving older students to help maybe mentor and pour into mm-hmm. these students. But if you don't have a, a monthly or a quarterly, uh, dedicated like Fellowship, fun time, hangout, party time for your middle school students. I, I think you're missing out on one of their wants because for a lot of them, uh, they they want to feel like they're a part of something that's cool. And the way that you do that is you have a fun environment that is specifically for them, so it feels like they've been given them something. Right, like that's a gift that you can give them is a fun time. For them. Now that fun's going to look a lot different because I feel like middle school students like kind of love everything at once. Right. So the kid that's really into like video games, computer games, whatever, is probably also going to be into like YouTubers and basketball and maybe even playing instruments. So it's going to be hard to know exactly how to plan that fun. But I think one of the gifts of youth ministry for middle school students is to plan fun in a way that's a like, like a, a big environment, big setting. And I don't mean like a lot of students, but I mean doing big things that you couldn't do at home on your own. So whether that's… Dodgeball or food fights or you know big slip and slides or or what, whatever it is like big fun things that like cannot happen in in the in the space that is their room or in the space that is their bubble right because for them like they can't drive they can't go anywhere and so if they know they go to a party that's at church that's fun and they can invite their friends because it's middle school only and it's just for you guys we made this fun thing for you guys that's super exciting and so to have that want of fun. That's just planned and programmed for them, I think is an easy win that you should have on the regular on the routine for your youth ministry,
2: yeah so, some fun things that we that we did back in the day that our students loved we um we had a big hill um out behind our church and and for pretty cheap, we went and bought like a ton of that heavy duty visqueen, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and we staked it in, uh, I mean, from the top of this hill to the bottom of this hill, we ran hoses up to the top and we created this massive slip and slide, right? Um, students brought their friends to it. It was an absolute, uh, blast. And then one of the things that we did at, at camp multiple years, we had this pond at camp. Um, and you could do this if, if you had access to, you know, a clean pond or a body of water. Um, we had each of our groups, we gave them two, Um, large flat sheets of cardboard Okay. um, that were designed like large flat sheets of cardboard um, and a roll of big a big roll of duct tape okay and they had to build a boat okay (laughs) um, and and try to get it across the pond yeah 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 uh that game was so much fun man
0: well uh And that's something they're not going to do at home, right? Like, they're not going to sit around on their couch with their buddies and be like, you guys want to go out and build a boat out of cardboard and duct tape? And that's that's like the thing. You have to like help to kind of get like the creativity flowing for them because they're going to so easily fall into the trap of like playing a game or watching a video or kind of vegging out. And like that's okay because that's kind of fun and connectional sometimes. But I think that like environment of fun that's like goofy and weird and then just for them is so exciting and so good. The other thing I would want to share, Chad, that I think that middle school student ministry students want is to know that you like what they're into. Now this, this is, this is, this is my hack for all of my folks that are kind of like hesitant about youth ministry, especially middle school ministry. It's as simple as saying, hey, what's that thing you're watching or doing yeah. and then just letting them explain it. Like this is uh, I I have duped many a middle school student to think that I know everything about Minecraft and Pokemon even though my knowledge is archaic at best. Right. I, haven't dusted, I haven't dusted off Pokemon since Red or Blue but because I just say oh is he new? Okay so what's a good strategy there? Like all you have to do is ask these kind of like open-ended questions and then just sit back and let them talk because yeah. they want you to know what they they are into, and I think that is that that is, a, that is a, a hack for ministry, middle school ministry. You don't have to research and know everything, you just got to create enough space to sit down and listen to them talk about what they're really, really into because yeah, it's, it's weird, it's goofy, it's words you will understand. But by the end of the conversation, if they get to pour out their passion of the thing they spent 40 hours researching, or building, or beating, or gaming, or whatever, they are going to love you. For letting them share what they're into.
2: The the last thing that, that I want to hit on before the break that I think middle school students want um, is this. They want to know that they're not going to be embarrassed.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: Um, you know, and, and I think that that's a really, really big thing um, for them that, you know, for so many middle school students, like they're just awkward in their own skin already. And so um, to go somewhere and to feel like they're going to be called out publicly yeah. – um, or called upon when they don't know the answer, like that is almost like a death sentence, right, to a right, middle right. school ministry. Um, and, and so we've got to make sure that we're creating an environment um, where they do feel protected in some ways. And I'm not just talking about safety-wise, but in, in this like mentally kind of thing for them. Yeah, yeah. Socially um, safe. Socially yeah, safe. Man. Yeah, man. And. I've seen so many middle school students that it was just like, Oh no, this is this is horrible and like it is like they're done, right? Because and, and the I mob
0: think- is the mob turns quickly, and that's one of the things that like when they sense a weakness in one, they all somehow will o- coordinate to like uh, pounce on the weaker. Right? Like I've seen it happen on like a stage game where a kid like messes up and like embarrasses himself, or like one kid calls his other kid out too loudly for something, and like mm-hmm. the chorus of people start chanting like "He is a dummy, he is a dummy," and you're like "Stop, stop it!" and you you can't quiet the mob right because they are looking to hurt someone else because they're so afraid that like as long as it's somebody else it can't be them you know like that's that's the mentality that because they're young and they're developmental so yeah
2: man, that's so sad but but we've got to be uh we've got to be aware of that right we've got to be aware of what what we're doing and how we're doing it and all those kind of things man looking back at it like and i know times were different and all those kind of things but man we used to do things where we would just like pull kids up on stage you know what i mean like yeah 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 single yeah. like even if they didn't want to do it you're like no you're coming up you're playing this game. get up here <laughs> yeah yeah, and and for them it was like oh, like I, looking back at it now, I'm like that was probably really bad practice. We we would do this thing where it was like if you brought a guest, you and your guest came up to play a game. And oh for some God. students, they were like, yeah, this is awesome. But looking back at it now, like I didn't even know this kid. I'm dragging him up on stage. You know what I mean? To like dive his head into some Cool Whip or whatever. Right, right, right. And I think it's important that we. I wore give- my nice
0: clothes to church. Why am I doing this?
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think it's awesome that we're playing those kind of games. Right. But I think it's important that we're allowing the students that want to participate in those to participate and kids that aren't wanting to participate to be OK um standing and watching. Right. And participating in that way until they get comfortable enough with your group that they understand like, oh, hey, like. They're not laughing at me. We're all laughing together, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and that takes some time, right? That takes some um, some credibility earned on your part, your yeah. ministry's part. That this is a safe environment for them, not only to learn but to play in, right? Because um, I I know that, and you've got to know your culture, your students, right? Like sometimes y- the students that you're seeing on Wednesday night may be talking bad about other students in the room at school and that can be a very um, harmful place
0: and a very scary place um, for students to be oh man that's good that's good well we're going to take it to the break Uh, listen now to a few of our special middle school friends and when we come back we're going to talk about what middle school students need
2: hello and welcome we are at the NOW conference right now and I am with Anna what is your favorite thing about being a middle school student
0: my favorite thing would have to be Making new friends every day.
2: What is one thing that you think your youth minister needs to know about what it's like to be a no, middle school he, student?
0: I think he needs to know that, us middle schoolers, it's really hard because some of us have to move from class to class and it gets tiring. Yeah. And sometimes we accidentally fall asleep in class. It's with
2: Christopher that you want your youth pastor to know about what it's like to be in middle school, what would that be? Probably just all the fun and all the stuff that I'm doing. Jenna. Jenna, how are you?
0: I'm good.
2: Needs to know about what it's like being a middle school student.
0: The stage of life I'm in right now is like really stupid because we have to stage our house and... When people come over, we normally don't have it perfect every time.
2: About what it's like to be in middle school for your generation, what would you tell them?
0: It sucks.
2: What is one thing that you would like your youth minister to know about what it's like to be a middle school student? How fun it is that you would love your youth minister to know about what it's like to be a middle school student right now. What would that be? Probably that the kids are still really mean
0: there. Okay. Like really.
2: How are how are kids mean?
0: They judge people.
1: So about a year and a half ago, we began the uh, planning process, and we had our first uh, now conference last September in 2016. We had about 300 students come. Uh, the first now conference and in my mind and in our minds it was way uh, better than what we could have ever imagined Um, it was just such a fun weekend to see middle school students leading middle school students uh, feeling comfortable at a conference and watching uh, them interact with one another watching youth pastors be able to spend time with those middle school students middle school ministry I think it's an incredible uh, time in, in students lives
0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to episode 80 of After Nine. Aren't they cute, Chad? I mean, just, I love them. I love them. Like, it was so fun hanging out at the NOW conference. You heard from our friend Jeremy share a little bit about what that is. If you are in the Oklahoma area this fall in a drivable radius for a weekend event, I love what Jeremy, our buddy, is doing for middle school only student uh, kind of conference event stuff. It's great, it's so fun. Chad, on the first time, we talked about what middle school students want, and now we're going to talk about what they need, and I, I just want – I want to lead off with a thing that you said because I think this, this this literally sets the standard for our conversation, and that's that middle school student, students need a standard of expected behavior whenever we get together in big group. I think I think for a lot of students – Uh, especially if you have a middle school, high school kind of combined ministry, right? So whether you've got 6th through 8th, it's your 8th grade students or you've got 6th through 12, it's your juniors and seniors, whatever it is for you there needs to be a tone set for how things kind of flow and work. And so a lot of this starts with you as the youth minister, the youth pastor. A lot of this starts with your adult leaders, the way in which they kind of work the room, navigate the kind of situation for your chapel or program or gathering time. And then it also is whoever is the oldest student in the room, right? Like we we need to set kind of in our own action and behavior what we expect. And so, if you know, chapel or program or worship time is sitting in chairs, phones put away, we're listening, and then we're going to go be super silly right after. Help get that set up in a way that they can see it modeled and not just heard and told what to do.
2: Yeah. No, I, you know, I think that that's huge, and that was always a big model for me in in student ministry is I wanted. I wanted my middle school students to have as much exposure and to be around um, my older high school students that I thought were leading by example, not the most charismatic kid in the room, right? I think it's so easy to look at our very charismatic, loud high school students and say, those are our leaders. But if we want to start changing culture, we've got to put younger students around, um, The older high school students that we look at and go, um, these are the characteristics that I want in my student ministry long term. And when we're um, exposing middle school students to that type of standard, um, then over time it builds that type of culture um, in our ministry. Man, one of the most successful things I thought we did um, was. for our students coming into our middle school I and mean, we took an entire week where I had specific high school students invest okay. into them yeah, before yeah. they ever walked through our doors um on Wednesday nights, Sunday mornings. Um that way when they walked in, the older kids that they already knew and were gonna gravitate towards in that room were, were best. my best. Yeah, you know what that's I mean? Good. That's, that's um because good. I wanted them to I wanted them to walk in and go, oh, there's Casey. I know Casey. I've hung out with Casey over the summer.
1: Yeah.
2: She's really cool, right? I want to be like Casey. Yeah. And and so they gravitate to them, right? They start to pick up on on those actions. And, and I always encourage my high school students, hey, man, especially that first night, ask some of these middle school students to sit with you. Yeah. Um, let them see um what this behavior looks like the expectation of how they're to act right yep. because those first few weeks in your um service for middle school students are crucial man yep. um they're going to pick up the the tone of the room what's expected when to talk when not to talk all of those kind of things um, not from you and your rules that you say from stage but the, but the behavior of the other that's students right. In the that's room. right
0: that's right well and that's one of the things too like I'm really proud of my high school students because they always sit on the front row so you literally have to watch them watch what's going on and so some of my best kids are always up front in that way and I really really love that they do that but I think that what you said about the preview is the most important thing um, get the kids connected to the right older students before we even begin right like get them connected to like the model of what you want your student kind of expectations, behaviors, uh, the sense of like welcome and encouragement and like listening, like all those things are are best understood in a model and I think this again is why it's so good to be um on the front end of thinking about okay, we're promoting in June. So I need to start working on this April May. We're promoting in August, so I need to have at least a Sunday or two where they come preview in July or what whatever it is for you like do the groundwork and don't just have kids show up to your ministry, have them Enter your ministry in a really great way. I think it's just right, really, right. really important for a successful for a successful middle school ministry. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, I think one of the things that middle school students and I'll I'll put it in the need column. Um, one of the things I think that they need is this attention, right? Yeah, and and so they're going to get that one way or another. And I think for a lot of youth ministers, not all, but a lot of youth ministers that are having uh, discipline problems with their middle school students, most of those kids are striving for attention. And the only way that they know how to get it um, is yeah, sure. through like acting up and all of those kind of things. You know, when we're celebrating and when we're acknowledging um, really great behavior, yeah. then that becomes the standard in the room. That's right. Good. That's good. Um, when, when Johnny's, Immediately pulls out his Bible, right? And is engaging in conversation. Um, And when it's appropriate that when we like um, celebrate that in a way that doesn't like alienate Johnny, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, But we celebrate that type of behavior in the room. Then that type of behavior becomes much more common, right? It's good. And and so those are things to look out
0: for. And that only happens, Chad Higgins, if we're recruiting more leaders, right? Like this is this is, I think, the fundamental thing that if you are struggling in your middle school ministry, before you get all mad at your middle schoolers, check yourself and see how many middle school adult leaders you have assigned. Because I think for a lot of middle school ministry to grow and to to flourish, it is related to that ratio of having enough adult leaders to connect and almost an individual level, right? Like this yep. is the if you you're at a one to seven ratio for your middle school students of, of leader to student go to one to five or one to three. If you can do it, I know you're like Zach and Chad, that's impossible. And I'm like, but it's worth it, right? Like this is, this is the part of your thing where you, you make, your work about being beyond what you can do like you cannot connect to all the middle school students you have in a way that is like functional and effective and successful but if you can yep. bring in other leaders that only have to connect with a couple students that's manageable for them yep. and then that's amazing for your middle school student because it feels like oh he or she cares about me which is what I think the third thing that they need Chad is they need a standard they need attention but they also need to not be talked down to I think so many times there is this like run Theme in youth ministry of like, well, when I get promoted to high school or when I, when these kids get a little older or whatever, no man, like I have had the best and most in depth conversations with middle school students. The problem is how sporadic they are. I think that's the thing that like it almost kind of shows the lack of like uh, adaptability of the youth minister because unlike the high school thing where it's like, Chatter, chatter, small talk, a little deeper, a little deeper, heart opening, heart wrenching. your middle school student may just drop truth bombs in the middle of a conversation yeah. about NASCAR and fidget spinners, right, like you may have like <laughs> this and this, and in the middle you're like, i wish I wish my dad would hug me more, but have you seen this new fidget spinner I have and you're like, whoa man, like that was that was like a real thing, right, or it may be like you know, i don't know I, I don't know if the Bible is true, and I wish I could learn more about it, but have you seen this YouTube video, and you have to be able to yeah. like catch those nuggets and be able to not like like pin them down or capitalize on them, but find ways to work back into them. Like, hey man, like you just mentioned a minute ago. Like you want to say more about that? Like this is not the like, oh, everybody shut up. We're going to talk about this now. But but hear those things that are like circulating in the mix, right? Like this may not be a linear progression that you get with your junior in high school because A twelve-year-old is developmentally different than a seventeen-year-old, but the but the um, the depth of what they're feeling is just as deep, right? Like they are they are still. As human, as um, <laughs> tender enough to be hurt, as precious enough to like to know things and to love things and to and have desires and fears and hurts, they may just not be able to unpack them in a steady enough rate that some of your older students may be doing. So be adept in the conversation and don't talk down to them like they don't know things or don't feel things. They know and they feel. You've heard our friend share on the episode today – there's real stuff going on in 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, and they want their youth pastor to know that, and they need someone to talk to them like they care and yeah. can help, and you're not just waiting around for them to get older.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah, I, and I think um, I think when we start to understand that even though developmentally, right, they're still working through this process, um, they're still trying, like in, in the growth of it all, they're exploring their faith and who they are in a whole new way for them. Yeah. yeah. And, and so for us to like not belittle that process, right. And pat them on the head and go, Oh, well you'll figure it out in a yeah, couple of yeah. years. Right. Like they don't want that. Right. They don't care about what they're going to figure out in a couple of years because right now is real. Right. Right now is the reality and they're, they're longing for something. And so I think, um, man, for us, we've got to be ready at any moment to have those conversations. Yeah. But I, I think just as crucial, Zach, to continue in the middle school world as we do that, right? Yeah, okay. Because if if you're sitting there playing video games with this kid – and he begins to open up. I think as adults, the thing we want to do is like pause the video game, turn our chair to face the kid and have this adult conversation. Right, right, right. Right? Because we're like, look at me, what now is, is my to time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and for that kid, they're like, oh my gosh, eye contact. <laughs> I'm done with uh, this, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And so like there, there's that like part of us that's like – all right, how do I continue to lose at modern warfare right, right. and have this like conversation with this kid uh, about the validity of scripture, right? Yeah. And 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 so, but I, I think that
0: that's the role of the youth minister, right? That's <laughs> as we train what you our adults. Up for! And if you didn't know yeah. that, congratulations. This is what you signed up for. You are the cultural interpreter and truth bringer to a generation in development, in formation, right? Like this is right. the finding the ways not to like you know, swing a truth hammer, but is it to to sit up next to a student in the middle of whatever they're going through and relate how important the gospel speaks into that situation um, that can happen alongside a video game, board game, or watching, you know, a movie or sports game on TV? Yep.
2: You know, and, and I think part of this process too, Zach, um, for us that we have to understand with middle school students is there are going to be times where even in these conversations like... I mean, on an adult level we don't do anything wrong but with a middle school student we we may end up asking asking a question that they're not ready for and then yeah. it like they're like oh my goodness right um and, and i think in those like we have to be um the emotionally mature enough one to okay. go hey I, i'm really sorry like and to be able to apologize to him and, and have those conversations where it's like, you know, I understand that you opened up to about your dad and I wanted to continue that conversation. And, you know, maybe you were just exposing, you know, just briefly enough to me. And maybe I asked too many questions and all those kind of things. And and so there is a little bit of that walking on eggshells that we do with middle school students. But over a longer period of time in ministry, um, we are earn the the credibility to have those conversations, to have those conversations later. Um, and it's done with great humility on our part, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: vulnerability on our part, being willing to relate with the student and let them know that they're not alone in this. They're not the only one feeling this and that we ourselves at their age had some of those same type of feelings and maybe even do now and all those kind of things that I think is very healthy for middle school students to not feel like they're all alone. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think honestly, man, I think that that's the some of the tactics of the enemy. Right. To help make these kids feel like they're isolated, alone, and nobody else is dealing with this. Yeah. And you're just weird. And this Christianity thing doesn't work for you. And I think that a lot of middle school students feel that way.
0: Well, that's good, man. So uh, thank you for listening uh, to Afternoon this week. Hopefully this has been encouraging for you and relating to middle school students. Um, comment, share below. We are so thankful for the work that you all do. Stay encouraged and know that these middle school students are here and they want to hear from you. Will you listen to them? Catch us back next week when we talk about high school kids. All right, we're at the
2: NOW conference with... Torrin. Torrin. Torn, what grade are you in, man? I'm in sixth. Sixth grade. Tell me what it's like. Uh, in sixth grade.
0: It's okay. Just okay. Yeah.
2: What do you like to do with your time, Torin?
0: Play video games.
2: Okay. What what video games do you like to play?
0: Minecraft,
1: Roblox.
2: Okay. Minecraft. Tell me what the what is the coolest thing you've built on Minecraft? Probably a medi- medieval bridge. Give me that like scream and celebration that
0: you did. I finally beat Minecraft. Thanks for listening to After 9. To continue the conversation, find us on Twitter or Facebook at After 9 Ministry or visit wwwafter 9 to subscribe and learn more.